You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. I want you to greet as many people as you can. If it's okay, greet them with a big, big smile and say, Good morning, friend. Come on, don't be shy. This is family right here. I want to welcome everybody joining us in this wonderful gathering in God and especially everyone who is in that virtual space. You are so special because we believe that the same grace, the same favor, the same love that flows all over this place is flowing right across that camera into your living room, into your office, into your den, in your commute because God is everywhere. And where God is, miracles happen. Amen? Yeah, I feel that we're going to have a good time today. Hallelujah. I want to announce before we, we, we do our declaration of abundance, this beautiful prayer, I just want to announce this, that we have this beautiful formation program. You saw it earlier. It was a video called The Search. How many of you are searching for something? Searching for a job, searching for a spouse, searching for the one, searching for meaning and significance. If you're searching for something, this is for you. I want you to sign up. You can, you'll be able to see the poster in our Facebook pages. And so do sign up. It's a beautiful journey where you discover something that you've never really realized in your life. It's called the search simply because we want you to discover the real meaning of life to discover Jesus so sign up okay also I want to thank all our servants by the way we, we never we never have enough time to thank all our servants can you clap your hands for all the servants of our feast our worship team our ushers our liturgy our warmth our prod people our music everybody here contributes in a way to make the feast experience hello to make the feast experience so wonderful. And so, ang, ang, ang feast, by the way, let me just announce this. This is a family event. And so stuff like that happens. You know, you've got children walking up to the stage. That's fine. That's fine. Wag lang akong tatawaging daddy. Delicado But this is a family event. So, things happen here that, that are beyond our control. So God bless every family here. Are you ready for a word from God? All right, let's do this together as a family. Let's come in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody stretch those hands out. Come on, join me in saying this. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's miracle. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Keep those hands up. If you're online, please stand up. 
and give honor and reverence to God's word as we all sing together with one voice. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can you quickly put your hand over your chest and let me pray for you? God Almighty, this is your moment to shine. It's not about the people on stage. It's not about the preachers who will stand here. But it's about you coming down and speaking to us. You know our needs. You know our struggles. And you know the very thing that we need to hear today. And so we ask you to unlock this beautiful wisdom that we're going to talk about today. And then transition it. Translate it. So when the preacher speaks it out, we receive it in the specific area of our life that where we need it the most. We thank you for the encouragement that you're going to have today. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit will be in charge to orchestrate this beautiful gathering. And so we look forward. If there's any person here, Lord, who has doubts, insecurities, confusion, I pray that everything that does not belong to you, I pray that you burn it and refine it and remove it. Remove every distraction that would prevent us from experiencing you today, Jesus. And we declare that we're going to have a wonderful time learning, growing, and, and to be changed by your word. Thank you so much, Jesus. We love you, we honor you, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more time, everybody, lift up your hands and sing with me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand. Love Him. Praise Him. Thank Him today. Amen. You can take your seats and on your way down to your seat, touch your neighbor and say, God will speak to you today. I want you in this moment to pay attention to the screen because we have a wonderful surprise message. Peace be ICC. God bless you. I miss you. Um, I will miss you today. I am here in the Dubai airport, just arrived, flying to Milan, Italy, because we're going to have a grand feast there. We're different feasters from different countries. They'll be gathered together. They'll worship the Lord. They'll listen to the word. And it's going to be exciting. Pray for us. Pray for the anointing and the blessing of God for the grand feast in Italy, Milan, in just a few hours from now. I also will be leading a pilgrimage to Lourdes and Fatima and bring some pilgrims. I do this once a year. Finally, after you know two years of the pandemic, we're able to do this. I'm able to raise money again for the different mission ministries that we have. So one day, I hope you come and join us in one of those pilgrimages. But anyway, I am praying for you. I know the feast today will be an encounter with God where you will receive His presence, His love, His wisdom, his inspiration, his power in your life. And we do honor Brother Audie and Brother Didoy and the way God has given them to us. And what a blessing. And we know that God will use them today. My dear friends, thank you again for being my family. And I will see you. I will see you soon. God bless you. I love you. Pray for me. I will pray for you.
Thank you, Brother Bo. And he always keeps us in mind despite his personal things. And he, he sends his best regards. And uh, I do hope that we come to the feast not because of him. We come to the feast because of him. <laughs> Amen? Can you tap the person beside you and say, thank you for coming to Jesus today. I want to start with a story, December 19, 2013. I got to get the dates right. December 19, 2013, I kneeled on one knee in Sonia's garden on a Friday night with si Odina, alala na niya, with a beautiful, beautiful color in that uh, trellis and I popped the question to my ex-girlfriend now my wife and I asked would you be my wife guitar guitar anyway she said yes and that was the wonderful feeling most wonderful feeling sobra but as I stood up, and you know, hug, hug, muna, ganyan, ganyan. I was so celebrate with friends. I couldn't sleep that night. Ask me why. Oh gosh. Papakasal na ako. Saan kukukunin yung pera? na ito, wala nang atras. Ganun, yung ganun. Sino nakakaranas ng, hindi naman sa engagement, sino nakaranas yung, it just, the news just arrived to you and you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. May ganun? Ako lang? Yung ha, sino dito yung, who's trying to find some funds for whatever they need for some particular projects, yeah? Yeah? Yayaman ng feasters, ha? How many here are, you know, hindi nila alam ang gagawin nila sa relationships nila, family or personal relationships. How many here are having, you know, having a hard time uh, business, workplace? Yeah? yeah? Sana wala dito yung kasamahan mo. Our one big message for today is God is committed to your flourishing. Can you say that? Is your life hard today? The opposite of psychological studies show that in one study said they surveyed hundreds of people and they checked on their mental and well-being status and divided it into flourishing and languishing. So it's not a health talk, so I'm not going to do so much. But I am so surprised that only 20% of the respondents answered that they were flourishing. And I was like, where are the 80%? Are they languishing? In the middle? I don't know. I believe we are not supposed to be languishing. 
God did not, God is not that God that creates us all so that He could see us all suffer. He's not that God. He wants us to be flourishing. Look at the person beside you. Just double check as we start. Flourishing or languishing? Hmm. <laughs> Gusto ba ni Lord na maging mahirap ako? Mahirap kami. I don't think so. We, last month, we finished our Genesis series. It's such a mind-blowing experience. Changed my life. And one of the main points there, at the start of the Bible, first week of First book of the Bible, God created the good world for us humans to experience good things, blessings, to share and bless the world and the rest of creation. Here, we knew and have seen over and over again that God really desires human flourishing. He not only desires it. Here's what I'm going to preach today. He's committed that it will happen to your life. He doesn't just desire you to live an abundant, rich life. He's committed to make it happen with you. Not to force you, but with you. And I want you to embrace that truth that God is committed to your flourishing. God is. How about you? We are welcoming you to our new series called in, in the new series on Exodus the second book of the Bible, and it's entitled, Special Delivery, God Will Rescue You. It's God has a special delivery for all of us, and that delivery is us. We're being delivered from pain, from worry, from psychological deficit, from you name it, because we are not supposed to be languishing we are in the progress and process of flourishing. Exodus is not just a standalone story. We're not going to forget about Genesis and then move to the next book and let's see what happens. No, it is all interconnected. Everybody say it's interconnected. It continues after Genesis. In the last part of Genesis, it, it, it mentions Jacob and his sons. And, and how does Exodus begin? The names of Jacob's sons were there. So let's read it together on the screen. Come on. These are the names of the sons of Israel. That is Jacob, by the way. <laughs> Who moved to Egypt with their father, each with his family. One by one. Come on. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun. Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. In all, Jacob had 70 descendants in Egypt, including Joseph, who was already there. By doing this, the author of Exodus is telling us that, hey, the Genesis story is not the ending. It is going to continue and continue and continue. The core message of Genesis continues to Exodus. In Tagalog, tawid siya. Hindi siya hiwalay. Tatawirin natin siya ngayon. And you got to remember also, sometimes, you know, it's good to get some fun facts of the Bible. The first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch, one by one. The four books after Genesis, 
Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, they all begin with the same word. Not, not in the English translation of the Bible. Remember that this was translated from the Hebrew Bible, from the Hebrew text. And the Hebrew word veh starts all of that. And in English, it says end. Good. Tawed. Kabit. So I hope that you do not forget what we just learned a month ago to, and then let's just begin and open up a new one. No, it's all hyperlink, interconnected. So when we go through this 10-week series of Exodus, it's a long story, but it's a beautiful story. And what I'm going to do today with you is I'm just going to unpack it and just open it. There are not so much, but in the next 10 weeks, I want you to start reading the Exodus story by your own because you read the Bible not just during the feast. <laughs> we try to read the Bible even on our daily lives. You know, we meditate on the Word day and night. It's good for you. Touch the person beside you and say, it's good for you to read the Bible. Sagutin mo siya, ikaw din. Sabay-sabay natin gawin. And I'm, I'm gonna, you know, as we start this Exodus story, I'm gonna give you five, okay? I'm gonna highlight five lessons immediately at the first chapter of Exodus. Are you ready? Ah, and I'm not sure if you're ready. Are you ready? All right. Message number one. It's not God's idea for you to suffer. So if you're suffering right here, right now, it's not God's idea. You're in a process. God may be teaching you something. Humbling moments make us learn humility. Aray. So, from chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, in time, let me continue the story, still in the same chapter. In time, Joseph and all of his brothers died ending that generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. I want you to see that. The Bible stories, the characters died, but the descendants continued to multiply and fill the land. I want you to remember that this reminds us of Genesis 1. When, when God created man, it says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. So, in the opening verses of Exodus, God's desire to bless His people was so very clear. It is... It is not a different book. It is a different book, but it's not a different story. It's all coming all together. And again, it's not God's idea for humans to suffer. And so if you're, not, if you're suffering, God is not laughing. He's not happy that you're in your dead-end job. He's not happy that your savings is negative. Okay? So you, you have a lot of, of, of pace to build. You have, may utang kang maraming, ilang taon mo nang gustong bayaran, hindi mo nagawa-gawa. He's not happy that you are disconnected with your kids. 
and you don't know what to do and your kids cannot come at you. And if you are the kid and you are having a hard time trying to figure out how can I parent my parent, okay? The society situation right now. Come on, calamities. We are sometimes stuck in horrific messes. And if you look at the story of the human suffering, war, genocide, pandemic, it's all happening still, right? All of these are obstacles to our human flourishing. One by one, many times, these are caused by evil and greedy humans. These are not caused by God. God is not happy when we are suffering. God is committed to our flourishing. It's, it's, it's actually only by the grace of God that we have survived all of these terrible things happening. Look at the person beside you. Just check. Assess. Buhay pa siya. And if you are still alive, you have survived so far. You've gone through many obstacles. Kasal na kayo. Nabitawan mo na yung negative person mo sa buhay mo. Nakapag-tight ka pa din, kahit tight. Ay, smart. Diba? Nandito ka pa din. You could have been just sleeping the day. You are still trying and overcoming day by day. Palakpakan mo naman yung katabi mo. God is committed to you. So God does really care about us? Yes, He does. The Exodus story, which you're going to see for the next 10 weeks. Yes, God is so committed to turn something really bad into something really, really good. And that is our daily, daily life. Message number two. Problems are a part of life. Problems are a part of life. When we say God is committed to your flourishing, we're, we're also saying that God doesn't, you know, in one snap, you're a millionaire. No. What He's going to give to you is He's going to give you ideas, opportunities, people, connections. And that, together with the Lord, through our efforts, and then the millions will come. And probably you're in that process. Probably not yet. But it is in God's plan for you to flourish. And God doesn't say, you will never have wars anymore. Is there anybody who can claim there will be no pandemics happening again anymore? There will be no life-threatening illnesses that will come to your family. There will be no calamity. That's not what we're preaching here. We're preaching is, despite the calamities, despite the terrible things happening to all of us, most of the time, the, we cost ourselves. Despite all of that, the sovereignty of God says, you are meant to flourish. You are meant to live an abundant life. I want you to hear that. Here is the truth. We need problems to flourish. Look at the person beside you. That is God's blessing for you. The problem right in front of you. The problem in parking makes us patient. Right? The problem with the queues and the lines. Come on, we're family here. We're going to face it day by day, week by week. What are you going to do? Are you going to complain? Or are you going to say, Lord, thank you for teaching me patience today. 
We need problems to flourish. It is actually turn it into good. God allows problems so that we could learn how to overcome them. And the good news is God will not give you problems beyond your capacity. So if you have big problems, you have a big responsibility. God believes in you so much that you can overcome. God believes in you so much that your potential is so unlimited. You are only limited according to what you see and what you believe in yourself. <gasps> the Exodus story. In the whole Exodus story, you will see a lot of problems. The Israelites faced Pharaohs, faced you know, face the sea and cannot escape. So many things happening to them. And I, I want you, it seems like the, the Israelites were, were, were doing well, blessings and fruitfulness. And then, just like, you know, as God has promised them through Abraham that you will be multiplying, that you will have descendants as many as the stars, that you will live blissful, beautiful, fruitful lives. But come on, the blessing was seen by the cur at, like a curse, not by the Israelites, but where they are. They were in Egypt, and there was a ruler there called... What is that ruler called in, in Egypt? Ancient Egypt. A pharaoh, yes. Sometimes the blessings of other people can be seen as a curse by another person. So here we go, message number three. Don't be like pharaoh. And I'm going to explain it to you why. This person, this pharaoh, unnamed pharaoh, did not know anything about Joseph or his family. He did not know that it was Joseph's wisdom that saved Egypt his country, his kingdom from a terrible crisis before. What the heck happened? A blessing to someone else can be a threat to an insecure person. So let's further read the word, chapter 1, verse 8. Eventually, read it together with me. Come on. Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. He said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. And if we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us, and they will escape from the country. In another version of the Bible, the NIV version, New International Version Bible, it uses a better word. Pharaoh says, come, we must deal shrewdly with them. Does the word shrewdly ring a bell for us? It was preached a few weeks before. It's the same Hebrew word used to describe the crafty serpent in Genesis 3. The one who fooled Adam and Eve. And so instead of seeing them, you know, Pharaoh doesn't trust God's purposes for his people. And so instead of seeing Israelites multiplying as a workforce, as a blessing, as could enrich the nation, he oppresses them into forced labor. 
he maltreats the blessings. And did you notice in Exodus, Pharaoh isn't even given a specific name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it also, in preaching, and now I want you to think about it, it is the archetype, the Pharaoh is the archetype of a leader who steps on other humans to protect his own insecurities. You and I, my friend, sometimes we're Pharaohs in our homes, in our workplaces, in our businesses, in our little communities, in our light groups, from leaders to politicians to managers to supervisors, to teachers, to fathers, to mothers, we sometimes fall into this trap. Are you a leader, my friend? Are you a person in authority? This Exodus story is asking you, don't be like a Pharaoh. We are our own worst Pharaohs, yeah? Can, can anybody agree with me that sometimes I'm like Pharaoh, yeah? I need some, I need to change. I'm in a room of perfect people. We enslave ourselves. We op oppress ourselves. We put down ourselves. We do not believe in ourselves. We kill our fruitfulness. We make bad decisions because of bad feelings, because of blaming bad situations on the external forces. Sometimes we are our worst pharaohs. But here's the good news. Special delivery. God is here to rescue you. I have two more points. Message number four. In the middle of the trials. Can you read it with me? In the middle of your trials, God will find a way to bless you there. Oh! Sayang, sarap nyan. Sarap nyan. Namnamin. Namnamin natin onte, ah. So let's continue on the first chapter of Exodus, verse 11. It says, So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. For the sake of his nation's security and to quell his paranoia, Pharaoh decides to, to, to oppress the nation of Israel, the people of Israel. He got himself fighting against God. <laughs> God Israelites are the blessed people of God. But Pharaoh, because he sees the Israelites as a threat, Guys, sometimes everything seems like a threat to us. And even if the blessing is coming in, we think that's a threat. That's why we're cursing the blessing. Are you with me? And God is rescuing us from that perspective. The Israelites were fruitful in filling the earth. But instead of co-ruling with God, His creation, they were being ruled by Pharaoh. So what does God do? That is the story that is amazing. And in the midst of the hardship that they are all going through, God continues to bless His people. Let me say that first again. In the midst of the hardships of the Israelites, 
of the blessed people of God, of you and I, God still continues to bless His people. Let me read from the Word, uh, verse 12. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. Give me some more problems, Lord. Because I am your son. I am your daughter. We are your chosen nation. The more that we are oppressed, the more that we are obsessed with the blessings that are coming in. We're not afraid of the breaking. Because in the breaking, we will find our blessings. We will find that our burdens are there for, for us to become our breakthroughs. God is expert in this. Even in the worst situations, God turns what is meant for evil into good. Just like in the Genesis story. You may be in a harsh situation right now. You may be in a depressed, languishing, hurting situation right now. But trust that even in the midst of the upheavals, in the midst of everything, God is right there blessing you. We know this so well. That when we focus only on our problems, when we focus on ourselves, we doubt ourselves. We doubt who. Who created us? Because we're only looking at ourselves. We'll ask, Natutulog ba ang Diyos? Is God really capable? Am I really set for greatness? Am I gonna get myself out of this debt? Is my child going to forgive me? Is, is my relationship with my spouse still gonna be okay? We, we doubt ourselves. Doubt is our problem. We'll, not, we'll end up not taking God seriously because we're looking just to ourselves. And this Exodus story, again, speaks directly to our doubts because it's not, it's not you know, just be good and then we go to heaven. No, 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 no. This Exodus story is about real suffering happening to the situation, happening to the people in a broken world with cruel tyrants like Pharaoh. And you'll see that God will do something about it. God will do something about it. Can you touch the person beside you? God will do something about it. The question is, are you cooperating with what God is doing something about it? Right, friend, God knows what you're going through. God knows the way to your breakthrough. And even if you do not see Him, here's the good point. Even if you do not see Him, even if you do not feel Him, even if you do not recognize Him, it doesn't matter him, to Him. He is still blessing you. Man, what a great God we serve. One last thing, message number five. Are you learning something? Before I preach message number five, can you touch the person beside you? Tingnan mo siya sa mata. Sabihin mo sa kanya, kapatid, ang ganda ng message. Sana nakikinig ka. 
Last na lang, kapatid. Salamat ha. Nandito ka pa din. Message number five. Whether you are good or bad, God wants to rescue you. Aminin. I'm gonna be the first one to raise my hand. I have sins. How many are sinners in this place? I want you to high-five as many people around you. Okay na, safe na yan. Just wash your hands. Sabi mo sa kanya, welcome home. Okay? Welcome home. Okay? We, you know, we, we, we are not in a feast of, uh, you know, perfect people. Well, it's, we are actually in a, <laughs> we are in a, this is a feast, like a, a hospital for broken people in the recovery process. And, and I welcome you. If you are hurting, welcome home. <laughs> if you are in doubt, welcome home. If you are recovering from, from any addiction, from any sin, if you're, if, you're, if you're a bad person, welcome home. This is your place. And, and this is what I want to drive the talk further into. When they think of God, their image of God is they see that uh, that God is a stern old person nakaabang papaluin ka kung magkamali ka he, he we imagine that god is frowning and he is so obsessed when we are so when we we he is frowning and he's so obsessed that we should obey him no 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 that's not the god that we serve i this may be a shock for some of us but in exodus God is not just convincing the Israelites to make better moral choices, to be good boys, to be good girls, so that if life sucks now, when they die, at least they will receive their heavenly reward. That is sometimes our thinking. But in Exodus, we are really going to see further. God is committed to deliver people from their physical suffering from your personal suffering. And here is the kicker. Check the sequence of events as you read, as we discuss Exodus further. And I want to give an insight right here, right now. The rescue of the Israelites from Egypt came before the Ten Commandments. Did you get that? There weren't no Ten Commandments then. The Ten Commandments only happened when they were already in the wilderness with Moses complaining to God. But you know, the miracle of that special delivery happened even before the commandments were written down. You know what that means for you and me? You know what that means? You are welcome home. You don't have to be perfect. You can try and strive to be. It was, you know, it was God's rescue plan. God's rescue plan was to lead them out of Egypt. And it wasn't offered only to those who obeyed His commands. It was a call to simply trust God. And if God calls you, yes, Lord. It was simply... You know, 
It was a call to trust God. In the Exodus story, which we're going to unpack further in the coming weeks, it is symbolized by the Lamb's blood put on the doorstep or the doorframe so that when the angel of the Lord passes by, that house will be saved. If you're having questions in your mind, come next few weeks. <laughs> you will understand what I'm talking about further. But it was as long as there was blood of the Lamb painted in their doorsteps, they will be saved. Whether you are an Israelite or an Egyptian. Whether you have been a good person or a bad person. Whether you have been faithful with your finances or you're not paying your taxes. Whether you're a good spouse or a bad one. Whether you are the moral transformation can wait. And it's in the process. But God's plan, the special plan, the special delivery plan for you is, come my child, I will rescue you. I am rescuing you. Amen? Sige, palakpakan natin si Lord. I'm almost done. I want you to get ready for next week's talk. Kabit-kabit din naman talaga tayo, no? The Egyptians responded to God's goodness very badly. They became so much more evil to the Israelites. From, from chapter 1, verse 13. Let's read it if you can. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the work in the fields. They were ruthless in all their demands. And the evil did not stop there. It continued on. Later, you will hear that Pharaoh enacts a decree that every Hebrew boy must die. He was cutting off the family line of Abraham forever. He was so insecure. He was so afraid. He was so fearful that he will lose his kingdom because of the prosperity of the Israelites. And what we want to watch out is, how did God respond to this evil? Watch out, because God has a rescue plan. That's what we will find out in the next nine weeks as we unpack the whole series. We will see how God shows up to the doorstep of Pharaoh through the guy named Moses and then wait for next week. <laughs> I was trying to entice you to, to really follow through this series. This is, this is really made well for us to really have a better understanding of the Bible and our belief in our faith. And in conclusion, Jesus really rescues you. Jesus is rescuing you. Today, my friends, again, I believe that this room is a room full of people who are going through very tough times. Even you who are watching online. We do not forget that you are watching there. 
thank you for being one with us. But I also sense, I know that there are some of us in this family going through tough times. Again, can I see a raise of hands? We're family here. Is there anybody here going through tough times? Yeah? Good. Welcome to the family. It's so easy to buy and think into this lie that God doesn't care about you. God doesn't care about us. Question mark. Sometimes you don't think you're going to get yourself out of debt. Sometimes, you know, I was counting the months. Ooh, ooh, last quarter na, October na. Below budget pa ako sa business. Yan, 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 yan. Nakaka-relate kayo. Yung KPIs ko, oh, suffering. Ganun. Kasalanan mo din yun. <laughs> Pero kas- minsan there are things that we are not in control of. No? Again, God doesn't want you to be miserable. He, he doesn't want you trapped in your addictions. He doesn't want you to live a life of poverty. Today, my dear friend, I pray that your heart receives this message. God is committed to you. God is committed to your flourishing. That is the one thing that you want to remember today. God wants you to experience the abundance of Eden vision. I want you to remember that. And I want you to look to God. His commitment to us is so great. He stepped into history to rescue us. He did it in Exodus. He did it especially too in Jesus. Suddenly you will see that Jesus was... What Jesus was doing when he was here, it makes so much sense. Jesus healed a woman bleeding for 12 years that no doctor could cure. Jesus delivered the man who was tormented by demons, who was hurting himself and the others, even cutting himself with stones. Jesus also made a disabled man in Bethesda walk again someone who had been paralyzed for 38 long years that's the kind of God that we serve he what the heck is he doing what was he doing Jesus look to Jesus Jesus was freeing people from their physical and spiritual suffering for how can we separate the physical from the spiritual You are one person. You are one whole beautiful being. And on the cross, if you look at the cross, and on the cross, Jesus confronted the worst of our failures, our past, our present, our future. He came face to face with evil. He won by dying. This is part of His rescue plan for you and me. He became the king, the true king of heaven and earth. But not in our human terms, but in the most unexpected way. By putting his complete trust in God, he believed that love is more powerful than the grave itself. He believed that, you know, it's a signal for a new creation for all of us. God's commitment to your flourishing cannot be defeated by anyone, not by anything, not even death. Never doubt again. Start believing more, friend. 
Are you suffering physically? Are you suffering spiritually? Are you suffering languishing, a deeper word? Do you need God's rescue? Today, look to Jesus. He asks you to trust Him and follow Him. And then you'll see. You will see eventually. Go. Be rescued by Jesus. Can we all stand, please? Can you touch the person beside you and remind that person, God is committed to your flourishing. My friend, very simple. Lang. I started the story, I started this talk say, saying that, you know, I knelt on one knee. <laughs> Not going to do that again. <sighs> and wow, we're, we're eight years married now. And I'm sure there are so much more people here who are in the 16th, 24th, 48 years married. But remember my doubts. Am I, I going to be able to provide for my wife? Married pa rin kami. Hindi <laughs> pa naman niya ako iniiwan. At hindi lang pera-pera lang, ha? Through the... So far. So far, so good in the last last eight years we had a lot of suffering kakaiyak actually minsan if you try to look back God gives and takes away but blessed be His name Didoy and Mai holding hands together, get married, and living a good life. Hindi mahirap kumita ng pera minsan, no? Minsan, no? Hindi. Sino dito nahirapan ngayon? Minsan lang yan, no? Daanan mo lang. Gagaan din yan. Baka tinuturuan tayo ni Lord sa plano niya. At alam mo, Didoy and Mai, and then three years after, Haley came. <laughs> we have a beautiful daughter. And then two years after, Hosea came. Hello. Imagine, diba? the Israelites were multiplying. Go be fruitful and multiply. But I'm not, I'm not kidding. I still get to points like, Lord, kaya ko pa to. I just I'm one with you I'm just like you we all have our worries we all have our baggages so last week I was able to talk to a Lola and the Lola was thinking about the Apo and I was like I'm gonna get to that point I'm gonna be thinking for my grandchildren I'm still having children now you know, you know, we are at the stage that Haley's five, Hosea's three. You know, we are going to our forties. You know, wala pa naman. Papunta pa lang dun, Just a few more years. We're naran ako forty years old na ako, and then my children are are starting school. Tapos ito yung yung starting na school yung 
Ang hirap din pala kasi face-to-face na ulit. Tapos hybrid, nakakaloka. Yung after two years, post-pandemic, hindi mo maintindihan. May, may war in Ukraine and Russia. Ang taas ng presyo, ng mga bilihin, ang init ng ulo ng lahat ng tao. Yes? Kahit sa face, ang init ng ulo ng mga tao. Okay, ganun talaga. Magpapasko na. Wala pa rin papa. Ay! Wala pa rin pira. Ay! Whether we're good, whether we're bad, whether you're doing good, or whether you are in a bad situation, whether you're suffering is because of your own personal decision, or whether your suffering is because of things that are gone beyond your control. Whoever is in government, who, wherever we are doing our feasts, doesn't matter. God doesn't look at that. He looks at you and I, and He says, My child, I have a special delivery. Come, I'm gonna deliver you from evil. I'm gonna deliver you and carry you and provide for you and ensure that no harm will overcome you. I also am giving you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. I'm giving you authority. Go ahead. I came to your life so that you may have life in its fullness. My child, Today, receive the blessing. Ask God, Lord, I believe you're committed to my flourishing. So turn my morning into dancing. Please, Lord, go ahead and make that prayer today. Lord, turn my languishing into flourishing. I don't want to be here anymore. Turn me from being bitter to becoming better because Lord, I don't want to be here anymore. I, I, I'm hurting with the oppression, Lord. But I believe that the greater the oppression, the greater the opposition, the greater the victory. And the victory is already yours, Lord. And so, Lord, I'm going to come into this prayer because I need you in my life. I'm going to do it on my own. Come on, I want you to come into a prayer mode right now. If you can close your eyes and just, just reach out to God. Just have that openness in body, mind, and heart. And God says, I will bless you. I am committed to your flourishing. Believe it. Receive it. Embrace it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.